0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm Ben Hall and this is FT News. India's Chief Justice this week made an extraordinary, tearful plea to the government for more judges to help tackle the country's vast backlog of outstanding criminal and civil cases, a mere 33 million. India's justice system is notoriously slow, with actions and appeals sometimes lasting decades. On the line with me to discuss this is Victor Mallet, our South Asian Bureau Chief, Victor, 33 million. By anybody's standards, that's a pretty enormous
1: number. What's this all about? Well, it is. The Chief Justice's line on this is that there's simply not enough judges to help clear the backlog. And the backlog gets bigger every year because the government has failed to appoint enough judges. And he told Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister, that we need to double at least the 21,000 judges that are around today if we're to have any hope of ending these enormous delays that go on through the system in India, from the highest courts to the lowest. Give us some examples of these delays and some of these cases that are still stuck in the system. Well, part of the problem is that it's quite easy to appeal and it's quite easy to bring various kinds of cases in India, even if they're not necessarily of very strong merit. So cases tend to go on for years, even decades, regardless of how spurious they might be. I think the record one that I found is a land dispute between Shia and Sunni Muslims in Baranasi on the Ganges that goes back to 1878, and it's been in the Supreme Court, it had been in the Supreme Court anyway, for at least 40 years. And you've got similar multi decade cases that go on all over the country, and sometimes involving tiny sums of money, you know, less than a US cent that a bus conductor is supposed to have stolen at some point by undercharging one of the customers on the bus. I mean, these are clearly sort of ludicrous situations where. People are in court or suspended from work for years and years and the judge's time is taken up. And of course, the expense of the case is far more than the value of the alleged crime.
0: So this isn't just about administrative
1: resources. It's also about India's sort
0: of bureaucratic
1: culture. Does that have a lot to do with it? Yeah, I think that's true. I think it is both. I mean, clearly, India does have a very low ratio of judges to people compared to other countries, about a tenth of the level in the United States. But it's also true that both the law and order system and the justice system are quite inadequate in delivering either law and order or justice. And I think this is a big weakness for India. You know, it's touted as this great democracy, and it is the world's biggest democracy, and it's a very successful democracy, but some of the things that underpin a free and democratic society, like a sensible police force, like courts that act quickly and fairly, are really lacking in India, and I think that's a sort of weakness, and it's a weakness that is felt by Indians, and it's also felt by investors, whether foreign or domestic, in business, because they feel, you know, there's not enough clarity, there's not enough certainty, and they can't be sure that contracts will be enforced and so on. So it is a major problem in the way India and its political system and its democratic and social systems actually function.
0: Is the fact that it imposes constraints on business the reason why Narendra Modi's government is now taking this issue more seriously?
1: Well, I, I'm not sure that it is taking the issue more seriously. The weeping chief justice suggested that they hadn't done anything and nor indeed had the previous government under the Congress. So it clearly knows there's an issue but it doesn't seem to have filled vacancies either in the justice system or indeed in other parts of the bureaucracy that say they're also short of people. So, And although we all agree that India is a very bureaucratic society, as you mentioned, it's also true that it actually doesn't have that many civil servants compared to the huge size of the population.
0: Do you think that perhaps also reflects a reluctance on the part of the BJP government to give too much power to judges?
1: I don't think that's the case. I think it's simply the kind of inertia that you get in government. And this has not just applied to the justice system by any means. It's applied to many areas of trying to get policy implemented, of trying to get reforms done. The bureaucratic system itself is a huge obstacle. And, you know, Modi perhaps lacks very energetic ministers in certain areas who could sort of implement the kind of economic reforms and other reforms that he's trying to push through to get the economy fully moving again. I mean, the economy is growing, but it's still constrained by all these long-standing problems of sclerosis, in a way, of the whole system, whether it's justice or whether it's bureaucracy or whether it's any other kind of thing.
0: I guess few politicians are going to get much political capital out of campaigning to appoint more judges. It's not exactly something to excite the populace. But what about the tough end of the... Judicial system. I mean, India is a country with quite severe levels of corruption. Is the overburdened justice system one of the reasons why those cases are not being properly tackled?
1: Yes, I think that's true. Partly because politicians, business people are taken to court, but then it takes many years usually before anything happens, although some cases do tend to be fast-tracked. But that is a problem because. Justice is not seen to be done, and certainly not seen to be done in a reasonable time. So although Modi seems to have been able to tackle corruption at the very highest level, that is to say at the level of the national government's cabinet, at lower levels corruption is still a huge problem, and there are all kinds of politicians and business types who are charged or on trial or facing investigation for processes that go on for many years. Victor,
0: do you think there'll still be 33 million outstanding cases in five years' time, say?
1: I fear there might be. The number's been going up for a while and uh, there's very little sign that it's going to slow down. The population's increasing, the number of judges has not been increasing, so it's very hard to see how that number is going to be reduced without a fundamental and very rapid reform of the system, which I don't think is on the cards.
0: Victor, thank you very much. Thank you.